eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Pitch to him. Swung on. Driven to left field and deep. Looking up is Joey Gallo. This ball is gone. A three-run home run for Manny Machado. And all of a sudden, the Padres have a 6-1 lead over the Twins on the absolute bomb by Manny here in the ninth. Manny Machado provided the insurance in a very nice 6-1 to win for the San Diego Padres tonight in Minnesota as the Padres take their series opener against the Minnesota Twins. Sam Levitt with you on our postgame coverage from inside our Padres Radio Network studios here in San Diego. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday evening. With the win, the Padres improved to 19-17. and Twins dropped to 19-17 and as well. San Diego, six runs, nine hits, no errors. And for Minnesota, Soto, one run, six hits, and three errors. A lot to break down in this game. We'll go back to Minneapolis, here from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit. We'll also play you back some of the highlights from this game, recap it for you, take your phone calls, give out our nightly awards, out-of-town scoreboard, all that good stuff and more coming up. A lot of things to like in this game if you're a Padres fan, and really, it begins with the performance of Juan Soto, who was terrific in this game, hit the ball hard all over the place. Four hits for Juan Soto, his first four-hit game since September of 2021. He had two doubles, two singles. I'll get to the exit velocities later. Hit the ball hard, went to left field, went to center field. That was a really good thing to see. Padres had a one nothing lead in this game. Twins tied it at one. Then they scratched across two runs in the seventh inning. 
without the benefit of a hit. Twins committed three errors in the seventh inning. That made it a 3-1 to Padre lead. And then Manny Machado in the top of the ninth inning, a three-run home run to put the icing on the cake. A big moment there for Manny. And that probably is the big takeaway from this game. Soto certainly heating up. I, I mean... I know he didn't hit a home run, but could this have been Juan Soto's best offensive game as a San Diego Padre? I think you can make that argument here today with what he did. And like Bob and Tony were talking about, the way he did it, the way he looked, you really liked what you saw from Juan Soto. Another big part of this game, Michael Waka was terrific in this ball game here tonight. Six innings, one earned run given up, the second straight quality start for Michael Walker, he really set the tone. Padres found ways to get it done offensively, then scored insurance in the ninth inning. And all in all, a very good win to begin this six-game road trip. A lot to do in our post-game show. We'll have the highlights and Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a bit. Hope you'll stay with us on this Tuesday night. We'll take your phone calls a little bit later. Phone number to call as always, 833-288-0973. Final score at Target Field in Minnesota. Padres 6, Twins 1. We get it all rolling with our post-game show when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Post game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Minnesota here tonight: the Padres six and the Twins one. Padres again improved to nineteen and seventeen with the win. The Twins dropped to nineteen and seventeen, and the Padres open up their six game road trip to Minnesota and LA on a high note. A very nice win. Here tonight, really good starting pitching, timely hitting, a big day for Juan Soto. We will break it all down. We'll have the highlights for you in just a second. We'll also go back to Minneapolis at Target Field. Here from Padres manager Bob Melvin with this win. Here tonight, the Padres uh, again improved to 19-17. and 17. They're also now 11-6 in the last 17 games, so they continue for the most part, since Fernando Tatis Jr. returned to play a pretty good brand of baseball, and the Padres, of course, losing Saturday and Sunday to the L.A. Dodgers, a couple of very disappointing days at Petco Park, but hey, a good win on a number of different fronts here today in Minnesota. A lot to break down. Again, we'll hear from Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit, but first, let's recap this game with our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. Our starting pitching matchup, Michael Waka against Louis Varland, and both were very good to start the day, exchanging three scoreless innings to begin the game. In the fourth inning, Juan Soto hit a one-out double to right field, already his second hit of the game. After Xander Bogart struck out, it was Matt Carpenter. Hot shot, right side, it's going to get into right field for a base hit. Juan Soto is heading home, here comes the throw. He is going to be safe as the ball is almost cut off. It's an RBI single by Matt Carpenter, and the Padres take a 1-0 lead here in the fourth inning. That's all the Padres got in the top half of the inning. Twins responded in the bottom half. Waka walked two batters to begin the frame. With runners on first and second base with one out, it was Jose Miranda. Swung on. Line drive down the left field line. This could be trouble. It is going to be fair down into the corner. 
Buxton will score. They're going to hold up Kirilov on an RBI double by Jose Miranda, and this game is now tied 1-1. Michael Walker did a good job retiring the next two batters to end the inning and keep the game tied at 1. A scoreless fifth inning, Padres had a good scoring opportunity in the sixth inning. Manny Machado and Juan Soto both reached base with one out, but Varlin bounced back to strike out Sander Bogarts and get a ground out from Carpenter to end the inning. In the seventh inning, Griffin Jacks replaced Varland out of the Twins' bullpen. Hassan Kim reached on a slow roller to the right side. Alex Kirilov was given an error on it as he made a bad throw to the covering pitcher in Jacks. Trent Grisham then walked. Kim stole third. So the situation, runners on first and third. Nobody out. Austin Nola at the plate. Squeeze, move the guy over. He does show bunt, puts it down perfectly first base side. Pitcher's going to field it. The run is going to score. Throw to first base is high, but a nice job by the second baseman, Polanco, to snare the ball and come down and touch the base to retire Nola. But a successful sacrifice RBI, and the Padres have a 2-1 lead on the good handling of the bat by Austin Nola. A well-executed safety squeeze by Austin Nola with Kim scoring from third base. Padres had a 2-1 to one lead. Fernando Tatis Jr. then reached on a fielder's choice as Trent Grisham was picked off second base on a ground ball to shortstop. Tatis stole second. He went to third on a bad throw from Christian Vasquez. Then on a walk to Jake Cronenworth, Vasquez tried to pick off Tatis from third base on a throw behind him, but the throw hit Tatis and bounced away. Fernando Tatis Jr. scored from third base. The Padres led 3-1. to one. And by the way, the Padres didn't have a base hit in that inning. Twins had three errors in that inning. In the bottom half, the Twins had a rally going. Luis Garcia replaced Waka. He allowed two singles to put runners on first and second with one out. Steven Wilson replaced him and struck out Max Kepler. He then struck out Carlos Correa to end the inning. Great work by Steven Wilson in that seventh inning. Nick Martinez pitched the scoreless eighth inning. We went to the ninth inning. Padres still leading 3-1. to one. Jorge Alcala came on for the Twins. Austin Nola singled with one out. Jake Cronenworth walked with two men away. Manny Machado then provided a little insurance. Pitch to him. Swung on. Driven to left field and deep. Looking up is Joey Gallo. This ball is gone. A three-run home run for Manny Machado. And all of a sudden, the Padres have a 6-1 lead over the Twins on the absolute bomb by Manny here in the ninth. Manny Machado's fifth home run of the season provided the insurance. Padres had a 6-1 to lead as Tim Hill took the mound for the bottom of the ninth inning. Hill walked to batter, gave up a double, but that was no big deal. He put on the finishing touch. The 0-2 pitch. High chopper over the mound. Hassan Kim is back on it. Fields flips over to first base, and that'll do it. Tim Hill works out of the jam, and the Padres win game number one against the Twins 6-1. to one. That was the final in Minnesota tonight. Padres get a very, very good 6-1 to one win over the Minnesota Twins as the Padres improve to 19-17. and 17. Let's go back to Target Field in Minnesota. Hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin after tonight's win. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. A couple big efforts from the middle of your lineup there. Is that kind of pretty much just what you need from those guys? For sure. I mean, that's what we certainly have the ability to do that in the middle of the order. It happened tonight. You know, Juan had a great game. Manny had a huge swing. Um, 
We'll take it. That seventh inning rally, I mean, it was you played a lot of small ball there. What did you make of kind of the way that all unfolded and the opportunism? On yeah, the we're just trying to, you know, play to this scoreboard, really. So, you know, Walker pitches a great game. Now we got, you know, some guys in there to, to finish it out, but we need that on, you know, more than a run or two. So, you know, just trying to, like I said, play to the scoreboard. How badly did you guys want to be able to reward Walker for what he was able to do on the mound? Uh, yeah, for sure. He wasn't going to go more than six anyway, you know, regardless of what his pitch count was at this point. So, I mean, shoot, he's, you know, other than I think it was just one outing, um, one and a half, he's been really good for us. And, you know, this, this can be a tough place to pitch, too. How did that steal by Kim go down? Does that mean obviously he saw the guy up, and so he took it on his own, or the steal of third? Um, yeah, no, that's instincts. Yeah, okay, for right. sure. So we just saw the third baseman breaking in, and he just took yep. off. Yep. You ever seen a play like the the one that hit Fernando in the back there? Is that just kind of what, what was your vantage point? Uh, look, I mean, he he comes down the line and he gets back quickly, and you know that sometimes you're gonna nowadays well, you're gonna get a lot more back picks too. Um, but just an aggressive base runner, he's trying to to you know pick him off with his back to him, and didn't didn't work out. You sound very pleased by the three-run homer and the fact, because you, I guess, haven't done that a whole lot. Right. Add on. But what happened in the seventh inning was kind of a product of your guys' ability to do other things, like the instincts in the running. Correct. And, and we, we have the ability to do that, you know, whether it's stealing some bases, whether it's, you know, obviously we, we, we play to the situation and, you know, where we, we think we have opportunities to do it, but, you know, a lot of them showed up today. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse at Petco Park after the 6-1 to win for the Padres over the Minnesota Twins. You heard Bob Melvin talking about Michael Waka there. He was really good in this game. Six innings, one earned run, three hits allowed. He did walk three, struck out four, 91 pitches. For Michael Waka, uh, certainly Juan Soto, Manny Machado had big, big moments in this game as well. But I do want to highlight what Waka did because for a second consecutive outing, he was really good. Remember, he went six innings scoreless against the Cincinnati Reds last time out here tonight. Six innings, one earned run given up. A very, very good job by Michael Waka. Much more to do on our postgame coverage here from our San Diego studios on the Padres Radio Network. We'll have our nightly awards to give out. We'll also start taking some of your phone calls phone number to call if you want to get involved let me know what you thought about this game here tonight 833-288-0973 again the phone number is always 833-288-0973 Padres win it 6-1 to in Minnesota coming back with more on our postgame show after this on the Padres radio network Postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, the Padres 6 and the Minnesota Twins 1. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday evening. Very nice win for the Padres here tonight as they take the series opener in Minnesota. 
Again, phone number to call, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. We already have some uh, phone calls coming in, so hang tight for a little bit. Uh, we'll get to those phone calls coming up here in just a little bit. We'll also go back to Minneapolis uh, a little bit later. Here from Fernando Tatis Jr., he had some uh, good thoughts on uh, the plays in the uh, seventh inning when the Padres took the lead with two runs in that seventh inning, including... Uh, when Fernando reached on a fielder's choice, went to second on a stolen base, went to third on the errant throw by Vasquez that went into center field and then ended up coming home on a walk to Jay Cronenworth when Vasquez tried to throw behind Tatis at third base. The throw hit Fernando, trickled away, and Fernando came home. So that was a Fernando Tatis Jr. created run for sure uh, with what he did in that seventh inning. It was a really weird seventh inning because the Padres didn't have a hit. Now, I think you could argue that ball that Hassan Kim hit to begin the inning, or I should say with one out, uh, or no, to begin the inning in the seventh should have been an infield hit. It was ruled an error on the Twins, whatever. It, it ends up not being an inning where the Padres had a base hit, but three errors committed by the Minnesota Twins in that inning, one by the first baseman, Kirilov, and then two by Vasquez, the catcher. So it was a rough inning uh, for Vasquez behind the plate. Padres took a 3-1 to lead in that seventh inning after it was tied 1-1 heading into that frame, and then the Padres broke it open with Manny Machado's three-run home run in the ninth inning. But like I said earlier, and we'll talk more about Juan Soto's performance, how good he was one of the big stories in this game, and I don't want it to get lost, was the performance of Michael Waka. He was really, really good in this game. And Waka, well, I just kind of spoiled it by the way I uh, I told you about his outing. We'll get deeper into it. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware our ace pitcher of the game here tonight no doubt michael walker six innings one earned run given up he walked three struck out four just three hits allowed he was really really good picks up his third win of the season very good stuff tonight from Michael Waka, and it continues what has been a trend as of late for the Padres as far as their starting pitching. Last eight games now for the Padres, a 2-2-9 ERA out of their starters. That's 47 and two-thirds innings, 12 earned runs given up, a 2-2-9 ERA, and six of those outings have been quality starts, so... The starting pitching, and it's something we talked about after the game on Sunday, has been really, really good as of late, including Michael Walker's last two outings of a six scoreless innings and six innings, one run here today. So very, very good stuff for Michael Walker. Bullpen did a good job in this one as well. The mix of Garcia, Wilson, Martinez, Hill. We'll get more into it a little bit later in the show. But Michael Walker, very good for the Padres here today. All right, like I said, we will go back to Minneapolis here from Fernando Tatis Jr. We'll do that at the uh, other side of our next break uh, 
as uh, we gather that audio for you. But uh, I heard some of it already, and Fernando kind of breaks down what happened in that seventh inning with the uh, throw to third base and all that and how he uh, scampered home on that. So uh, you'll want to hear that from Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, You know what? While we have a moment here, let's go to the phones. 833-288-0973. Get to uh, a couple phone calls, uh, people who have been waiting for a little bit here. We begin tonight with Chris in Claremont calling in. Hi, Chris. Hey, Sammy. Hey, Chris. I'm calling in from, uh, from uh, I just went to the Twins game with my, my wife and kids, and uh, we're just getting back to the hotel, but it was uh, it was really cool. Uh, Manny breaking out of his slump. Um, you know, Soto having a good game. Um, Martinez closing the door. Waka having a great game. It was just, it was really cool, and I want to shout out all the uh, Twins fans that, um, you know, they gave us a warm Midwest welcome out here. The really nice people, all the vendors. And, excuse me, all the vendors and fans and um, ushers and everything. It was a really great experience. My wife and kids and I, we went to uh, four ballparks in five days. Wow. It was, it, it was, it was awesome. We, we saw we saw the Brewers get beat 9-1 to one by the <laughs> – or the, the Brewers beat the Dodgers 9-1 to one last night. <laughs> Drove five and a half hours to uh, Minneapolis today to see Potter's win, and then uh, we're leaving back home to San Diego tomorrow. So, all right, that's Love great, Chris. Show. That's great. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and glad you had such a good time. That's awesome. Thanks so much for uh, calling in. I-, I loved hearing that. All right. All right, that's uh, Chris and Claremont. Glad that Chris and the family could go out to the game. They've uh, seen a, a few games. That's awesome. Yeah, I've never been to Target Field in Minnesota, but I, well, I've actually been outside of it. Um, when was I outside of it? Was that all the way back when I was in college? I think. Well, not that anybody want, you know, needs to hear my travel stories, but I think I was there. I was on a Northwestern women's basketball trip to the University of Minnesota, and I'm almost positive that I walked outside Target Field. I think it was built by then. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And uh, I've never been inside, but I've been outside. It's supposed to be a beautiful stadium, and uh, Minneapolis certainly a great city. So glad you had such a good time. And, uh, hey, if you're listening right now, you went to the game here tonight, feel free to call in 833-288-0973. We'll step aside, come back with more of our nightly awards, hear more of my thoughts about this game. And, again, we'll hear from Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, coming up a little bit later, probably on the other side of this break as well. Again, the final score, Padres 6, Twins 1. Our postgame show continues when... When we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday evening. Padres win it by the final score of 6-1 to one against the Minnesota Twins, taking this series opener against the Twins at Target Field. And now the Padres will go for a second straight win tomorrow. More on tomorrow's game coming up in a little bit. Phone number to call if you want to get involved, 833-288-0973. Again, 833-288-0973. As always, if you want to chime in on social media, you can do that. You can tweet at me at 973 SD or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y, 
L-E-V. You can also shoot me a message on Instagram if that works better for you. You can uh, message me on Instagram, Sammy Lev there as well. So would love to hear from you. Get your thoughts about this ball game here tonight. A very nice win for the Padres in a number of different ways. And uh, after we hear from Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, I'll dive into it here and uh, kind of uh, break down some of the elements of the performances here tonight. In the seventh inning, though, Padres and Twins were tied at one. This is what happened in that seventh inning. First with Griffin Jacks, who came in out of the Twins bullpen on the mound. Hassan Kim reached on an error. Then Trent Grisham walked. Kim stole third base. That ended up being really critical because Austin Nola then laid down a safety squeeze, a bunt, to get Kim in, gave the Padres a 2-1 to lead as Grisham went to second base. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a ground ball to shortstop. Grisham uh, kind of got a big secondary lead and then was caught off of uh, second base. It went 6-4 to in the fielder's choice, but Tatis was on first base with two men away. And then Fernando stole second base. The throw on the stolen base attempt went into center field. He went to third. That was an error on Christian Vasquez behind the plate. And then a really weird moment in this game where it was ball four to Jake Cronenworth with Tatis on third base. On ball four, with Tatis really not very far away from the base at all, his back turned to home plate just walking back to third base, basically. Well, Vasquez tried to throw a back pick and get him at third base, but it didn't really look like the third baseman Miranda was all that ready for it. It wasn't a good throw. It hit Fernando, trickled away enough where Fernando came in to score, made it a 3-1 to game. Here was Fernando Tatis Jr. inside the clubhouse after tonight's game talking about that play and tonight's win. I saw the third baseman coming in, kind of like walking in. Like, and I, uh, I know he was looking at me all the time. So I'm trying to dick him, trying uh, to make it look like I was not paying attention. And as soon as I saw the third baseman creeping in, I get a step to the right, and the ball just hit me on the back. How, how badly needed was a win like this where you get kind of the small ball in the seventh inning and then the big ball in the ninth inning? I mean, I always say that when we play small ball, long ball always comes by itself. You know, but we play small ball, we move the runners like we did, and we score the runner. I mean, that's good baseball, and that's going to carry us for the rest of the season. You guys feel like you really put pressure on them with your base running in that seventh inning? Yeah, yeah. Steals. I mean, for sure. I mean, um, we're capable of doing that. And, you know, in games like this, that's, those are really big moments. You, are you scoring with us? Did you deke him right there? Yeah. yeah. Yeah? I mean, like, I know he was paying attention to me since since the beginning. Even even at first base, he was, he was looking at me all the time. It was like he, he got he got picky when I stole second base, and then he was trying to get me up third base, but I was just one step ahead. And you knew when you saw the third baseman. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I gave him something to look like. Uh, I turned my back off of him, and I, I tried to make it look like I was looking down, but I, all the way I was looking at the third baseman. So how interesting is that? Fernando Tatis Jr. made that happen. So according to Fernando, he he knew that Vasquez was was looking at him and actually turned his back and kind of casually went back to third base trying to draw that throw to third base. And he even knew that Vasquez was watching him closely at first base. What a great 
uh, a, a post-game reaction there from Fernando Tatis Jr., and that is the magic of Fernando. When he gets on base, the ability to make things happen, that was uh, really revealing there uh, from Fernando. So that was not an accident that uh, Vasquez threw to third base, that uh, Fernando was kind of casually going back. Wow, that was uh, really, really interesting from Fernando Tatis Jr. after tonight's game inside the clubhouse again the final score padre six and the twins one we'll get to more of your phone calls here in a second again the phone number is always 833-288-0973 first let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut it's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the jacobs and cushman san diego food bank providing food assistance to local children families and seniors in need to get help or give help visit san diegofoodbank.org our relief pitcher of the game here tonight i think it has to be stephen wilson and here's why Let's go back to the seventh inning. Padres just took a 3-1 to lead with two runs in the top of the seventh. Garcia begins that inning. A single, a strikeout, a single. Bob Melvin goes to Steven Wilson. Runners on first and second. One out. He has to face the very top of the Twins lineup. Max Kepler and Carlos Correa. And he struck out both. Back to back. Ends the inning with a go-ahead run at the plate. In both at-bats, no doubt to me tonight, Stephen Wilson, our relief pitcher of the game, the definition of shutting the door is what he did in that seventh inning. So we know for Stephen, aside from the outing in Mexico City, he has been terrific out of the bullpen for the Padres this year. He's been simply wonderful out of the bullpen and once again did that here tonight came in in a big situation in that seventh inning trying to protect a two-run lead and he did exactly that well done by Stephen Wilson here tonight all right let's go back to the phones while we have a moment 833-288-0973 the phone number let's go to John who's calling in from Pacific Beach hi John is that me hey John what's going on Hey, yeah, sorry I didn't uh, talk to anybody. Hey, just wanted to talk to you on a few things there, Sammy. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, great to talk to you. Uh, I was wondering if you play Pick the Stick. What What is that? Pick the Stick is a game where you pick uh, anybody from our lineup and you all 162 games <laughs> and you compete against about 400 other Friar fans. <laughs> to see who uh, get the most points for playing. But anyway, okay. as you don't play, go check it out. Anyway, pick the stick. Um, I go with my gut most of the time, and I'm up to number 14 now. But uh, this morning, or I mean, when the lineout came out, I mm-hmm. picked, or I wanted to pick Soto. I looked at him, and I was like, no, nah, I, I should go with Manny. And so I'm driving around Uber, listening to the game. Soto's getting these <laughs> knocks. I was like, oh, man, Manny's striking out. Like, man, I should have gone with Soto. And then I turn off the radio for just a second, I come back, Manny's got the home run. I was like, yeah. So I was pretty excited about that. And uh, just wanted to say I love get uh, hearing the role players all getting involved. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, heard Woods this morning talk about, like, uh, a lot of fans have a football mentality. So I hope this can calm them down uh, <laughs> where we can't pay attention to every game that, that serious. And then last thing, love hearing Tatis with that emotional intelligence on the base pass scoring us some runs, manufacturing that stuff, amazing. And uh, that kid's, like, 
I'm so glad we have him. Yeah. That's all I got. Take everything off the air, Sammy. Love you. <laughs> hey, John, thanks so much. Uh, that was uh, John in, in Pacific Beach. You're right. That audio from Fernando Tatis Jr. was uh, was really, really interesting to hear him talk about that and and to know now that he was sort of trying to draw that throw and get the attention because he knew Vasquez was kind of peeking at him while he was on the bases. That was really, really interesting. And again, it speaks to, you know, who Fernando is. Not just the power, not just the great speed and all the electric things he does, but when he's on the bases, he can cause havoc. And he did. I mean, in that in that seventh inning, reaches on a fielder's choice, steals second, forces the issue, throw goes into center, he's on third, and then forces a throw to third base that got away. He forced the other team to make mistakes. That is what great players do, and that is also what speed does. It forces teams to make mistakes, and that's what we saw in that seventh inning from Fernando. All right, let's uh, continue on the phones. We go to Kathy calling in from L.A. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Sammy. <clears throat> I just want, firstly, I wanted to say I'm kind of jealous of Chris going to five stadiums in five days. That's one thing <laughs> I do miss about traveling for work because I was able to go to 12 different parks in my travels. And I could have knocked out about seven when I was back in the New York area, but unfortunately that was the COVID year. And the one thing I'd called in for is all these people that were upset with Bob Melvin saying that he was going to let Soda, that Soda wanted to work through his batting problems on the field instead of benching them. You guys still thinking that after tonight because he was what, four for four tonight? Yeah. Four for four with a walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I think that he's kind of working things out. I mean, yeah. you know, I wasn't too worried about Ormani, but, you know, that's the thing. Sometimes it just takes a little time. Yeah, it does. And uh, look, and Kathy, appreciate the call as always. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling in. Um, you know, look, Juan Soto, we said it earlier, had, I think, arguably his best game as a Padre here tonight offensively. I know he didn't hit a home run, didn't have an RBI, but if you just want to talk about hitting the ball and hitting the ball hard, and Bob and Tony talked about this on the broadcast, the way he did it, going to left field, going to center field, hitting the ball where it was pitched here tonight, I think you could argue this was his best game offensively as a Padre, even though he didn't hit a home run and didn't have a big RBI, and I'm not talking even about the postseason a year ago and some of the moments he had there. This was encouraging here tonight. Now, you want to see it tomorrow and the, the days to come because we've seen some some good moments from Juan. We have not seen him return to that uh, form you're hoping for, but tonight was a really good step in that direction. Let's see what happens tomorrow and the days moving forward. But no doubt here tonight it was a terrific performance, and hopefully, fingers crossed, a sign of things to come. For Juan Soto, certainly. And I'm going to dive more into the Soto game on the other side of our break. I want to get through the exit velocities. I want to put in perspective what he did tonight. Uh, I want to go through his numbers, how they jumped up tonight just from this one game alone, which is just a little reminder of still how early it is in the season. Uh, game 36 here tonight. So we'll break that all down. We'll also dive back into the pitching side of things as well. We'll take any more of your phone calls you want to get in. 833-288-0973. Again, 833-288-0973. And so uh, we'll wrap things up. Player of the game, out of town scoreboard. My thoughts, your thoughts, and more coming up. Padres 6, Twins 1. The final score coming back on our post-game show after this on the Padres Radio Network.
postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday final score in Minnesota. Padres 6 and the Twins 1. As we continue on, still a lot to do. We'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Also tell you about our player of the game. If you want to squeeze in a phone call, you can do that as well. 833-288-0973. The phone number to call. But before we dive into all that, we'll also hear from Bob Melvin again. Play back some of the sound bites from his post-game press conference in case you missed it earlier. But before we get into all that, we have to do a full breakdown of Juan Soto's game here tonight because we have not done it yet. So what did Juan Soto do tonight? Here was his line offensively. A single to left field, 101.6 miles per hour off the bat. A double, that went to right center field, 108.9 miles per hour off the bat. A walk, does that a lot, we know. A double to right again, 108.4 miles per hour off the bat. And then the hardest hit ball he had here tonight, a single at 111.5 off the bat. So he hit the ball extremely hard here tonight. And believe it or not, this was Juan Soto's first four-hit game since September 2021. So he had not had four hits in a game in a really long time. It was his first three-hit game of this season so far for the Padres. And I want to read you some of the numbers here for Juan Soto. Excuse me, it was not his first three-hit game of, or or was it? Yes, it was his first three-hit game of this season. Yeah, it was. So not just his first three-hit game of the season, but his first four-hit game of the season. How about this? Here tonight, Juan Soto raised his batting average from 220 to 244, so it jumped up 24 points. His on-base percentage went up 19 points to 400. His OPS went from 779 to 833. His slugging went from 398 to 433. So he saw pretty significant increases in the numbers across a, a number of different categories. And it is, even though it's, you know, we're not super early now, but we're still just 36 games in, it's almost a good reminder of how early it really is still when you have numbers Jumping like that, I mean, a batting average going 24 points in a single night's pretty, I mean, that's pretty impressive still. So, look, for Juan Soto, it was a very, very impressive night. I think you could argue his finest offensive game as a Padre, not including some of the big moments he had in the postseason, not including some of the home runs he said, and he didn't drive in a run today. But if you want to look at, A, the number of hits, B, how hard he hit the ball, and see, and maybe most importantly, and Bob and Tony talked about this on the broadcast, the way he did it, he looked really good. Um, the swings looked really good. He went to left field. He went to center field on the couple of singles. Hit the ball where it was pitched. You hope a sign of things to come for Juan Soto. We know when he's at his best, he uses the entire field. And that's what he did tonight in this game as a whole. So four hits. A big day for Juan Soto, you hope, a sign of things to come, and he had a walk as well, which we know even when Soto is struggling, he finds ways to get on base and draw walks. He does that extremely, extremely well. Other aspects of this game uh, I want to talk about. We we mentioned it earlier, but in case you missed it, 
The starting pitching, Michael Waka was terrific in this game here tonight. Waka, six innings, one earned run given up, his second consecutive start of six innings. That last one uh, last week against the Cincinnati Reds, six scoreless innings. So now the last two starts combined for Michael Waka, 12 innings, one earned run given up, picks up his third win of the season here tonight. The Padres' starting pitching has been really, really good for the last week plus now. I'll read you off the outings and the earned runs. The last eight games, six innings, four runs, six innings, three runs, six innings, no runs, six innings, one run, six and two-thirds innings, one run, six innings, two runs, five innings, no earned runs, six innings, one earned run. All in all, last eight games for Padres starting pitching, a 2-2-9 ERA. And it's something we talked about after the game on Sunday, that tough defeat against the Dodgers. The starting pitching has been really, really good as of late. And if you can just get this offense going more consistently in the top four guys of this lineup going together all at once, although tonight it was uh, not the top four because the lineup was different here tonight. I'm wondering if we see this same lineup tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, with Jake Cronenworth batting second, Soto in the cleanup, Manny in the third spot, and Bogarts in the fifth. We'll see. But uh, if you can get this offense going, and we've said it for a long time now, and I don't think there's any doubt about it, this team is going to go on a run and, and win a lot of games. And hopefully tonight with what Soto did, hey, if he can you know, do what he did tonight a few more times, that would be uh, great to see. But again, on the pitching side of things, to go back to that, it has been really, really good as of late. Six quality starts for the Padres in the last eight games. So that was great to see. Manny obviously had the big home run in the ninth inning, three-run shot, fifth of the year, hit it a mile. You know, I never actually looked up how far he hit that, what it was on StatCast. I want to look it up for you because I actually never went and looked. It was, wow, they say it was only 405 feet, 102.9 off the bat, 405 feet. So not the longest home run ever by StatCast, but uh, it was a second deck shot at target field. It was an impressive home run for Manny and same thing for him. Like we were saying with Juan Soto, hopefully uh, a sign of things to come. The other thing in case you're just joining us that I want to focus on from this, uh, this game here tonight, the seventh inning and we gave Steven Wilson our relief pitcher of the game. What he did in the seventh inning was really important in this game. Padres had a three to one lead at the time. Luis Garcia allows a couple of singles runners on first and second one out, and then Garcia comes in, go-ahead run at the plates, hop of the order for Minnesota, Kepler and Correa, and strikes him out, both of them. That was enormous in this game. Great job by Steven Wilson, who really, aside from that one outing in Mexico City, has been terrific out of the Padres' bullpen this year. And you know what else I loved about the Manny home run? You've got six games in six days here. Um, In fact, it's more than that. I'd have to go look now on the schedule, but there is no off day after that Sunday game in L.A., so you've got a stretch of games here in a row. You know what? It's not the worst thing in the world when you don't have to use Josh Hader and save him, you know, for, for, you know, tomorrow or or whenever. Um, So you got some insurance and you didn't have to use Josh Hader in this game either. Give him uh, a day of rest and now, uh, you know, you would have him for the final two games of this series if you need him, certainly. So that was good as well as the Padres win it here tonight by a final of 6-1. to one. We'll play you back a couple of clips from Bob Melvin here in a second. First, let's tell you about our player of the game. 
Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game here tonight. Second time I did this on our post-game show tonight. Kind of spoiled it for you already, but it's got to be Juan Soto in this game here tonight. The four-hit performance, he was on all five times. His first four-hit games in September of 2021, he was great. And the way he did it, the way he looked, all very, very encouraging if you're a Padres fan. So no doubt here tonight with that performance, even with Manny's home run, even with what Waka did on the mound, Juan Soto, our player of the game. All right, we'll get to the out-of-town scoreboard here in a moment. First, in case you missed it, I did want to play a couple of clips from Bob Melvin. Uh, We talked about uh, Michael Waka's performance here tonight. Six innings, one earned run given up. Here was Melvin earlier on Michael Waka. He wasn't going to go more than six anyway, you know, regardless of what his pitch count was at this point. So, I mean, shoot, he's, you know, other than I think it was just one outing, um, one and a half, he's been really good for us and... You know, this, this can be a tough place to pitch, too. And here was Bob Melvin on the performance here tonight by the middle of the lineup. You certainly have the ability to do that in the middle of the order. It happened tonight. You know, Juan had a great game. Manny had a huge swing. Um, we'll take it. That was a good summation by Bob Melvin, certainly. Uh, let's uh, play the clip from Bob Melvin about uh, the play that scored Fernando Tatis Jr. in the seventh inning. He comes down the line and he gets back quickly and, you know, sometimes you're going to, nowadays, you're going to get a lot more back picks too. Um, But just an aggressive base runner, he's trying to, to, you know, pick him off with his back to him and didn't didn't work out. And we learn later in our show from Fernando Tatis Jr. that it was no surprise to Fernando. He was, uh, he was trying to get that throw down to third base. He was trying to create havoc on the bases. That was Bob Melvin from earlier today. If you missed Bob Melvin's full postgame press conference, it is already up. How about that? Shout out to Frank Marchese, who not only cut all those clips we just heard out of the press conference, but has already uploaded the post-game press conference to uh, <laughs> Frank is uh, getting up and uh, he's uh, taking a curtain call here in the studio. Great work by Frank. It is already up on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast feed. And if you're listening here tonight, you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, you can find the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast on the Odyssey app, wherever you hear your podcast. And that is where you, you not only can get the full post-game shows, the full post game shows every night at the latest the next morning are uploaded to that podcast feed. If you miss any of our post game show, along with the radio highlights, we have them individually cut for the most part every night. That may be up there uh, by now as well. It is. Wow, Frank is on it today. So that's up there now as well. Bob Melvin's post game press conference, typically Bob Melvin's pregame media availability, all the one on one interviews that I do with Padres players like Michael Waka from earlier today, like Nick Martinez from Sunday, like a handful of days ago when I spoke with Juan Soto. All of that is up on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast feed available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast, whatever application you use, uh, music player, podcast player you use. 
I bet it's uh, on there. So uh, look it up, and uh, that's the way to uh, listen back to anything you miss from our uh, pregame or postgame coverage. Great job by Frank Marchese. Very busy over there on the board. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Tuesday in the big leagues. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. All right, we take a look at the Out of Town Scoreboard. Sorry, I had to take a moment there. I needed some water. It's a long show. I do a lot of talking over the course of a baseball season. All right, here we go. Reds beat the Mets 7-6 in Cincinnati earlier today. The Mets have lost. I can't believe this. They've lost 12 of 15 games. They are two games below 500 now. They're losing to teams like the Reds, like the Rockies. And as a team with a very, very large payroll very early, but... Mets are not playing well right now. 7-6, Cincinnati over the Mets. And all my Met fan friends back in New York, they're saying, Sam, stop, enough. White Sox beat the Royals, or I should say beating the Royals, 4-2 in Kansas City right now. Eighth inning there. Astros ahead of the Angels, 3-1 in the seventh inning in Anaheim. Marlins ahead of the Diamondbacks, 6-1 in Arizona in the seventh inning. Mariners beat the Rangers, 4-0 in Seattle, or I should say beating the Rangers 4-0 in Seattle in the seventh inning. Giants over the Nationals 3-1 in the seventh inning in San Francisco. Everything else has gone final. We told you about that score in Cincinnati. Guardians beat the Tigers 2-0 in Cleveland earlier today. Orioles beat the Rays 4-2 in Baltimore. The Rockies beat up on the Pirates 10-1 in Pittsburgh. Remember how the Pirates got off to that really good start? They're not playing well now. 21-16. I'd have to go look up, and maybe I will when we're off air, what their record was, I don't know, a week, week and a half ago. Not playing as well right now. Rockies beat them 10-1. Phillies beat the Blue Jays 8-4 in Philadelphia earlier tonight. Yankees beat the A's 10-5. In New York earlier. Braves beat the Red Sox 9-3 in Atlanta. Matt Olson a two-run home run in that game. Dodgers beat the Brewers 6-2 in Milwaukee. And the Cardinals and the Cubs. Well, this is just the weirdest thing because I'm looking at the scoreboard I have here. A very reputable scoreboard source. And it says Cardinals 4, Cubs 4. Which for a moment, and then it says Final. So I said, well, what's with that? But apparently, Paul DeYoung hit a big home run in that game. Cardinals beat the Cubs 6-4. to They've got to fix that on this scoreboard. What are we doing? And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Tuesday in the major leagues. Don't these, uh, don't these people who make the, the scoreboard updates, don't they know that the Padres Radio Network postgame show, at times, not always, relies on them. You can't be making mistakes like that. Come on. Uh, hey, uh, credit to Frank Marchese, who just looked this up. Pirates are 1-7 in seven in May. That was a great start for the Pirates. You would hate, oh, I would, I would, you know, for those fans in Pittsburgh, I would hate for it to totally go the other way really quickly. 1-7 in May. They are still the Pirates, even after a 1-7 start to May. They still are five games above five hundred, so they, they can turn it around here in the month of May, but a uh, much tougher May than April so far for the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
Taking a look ahead to tomorrow, game two of this three-game series between the Padres and the Minnesota Twins. First pitch tomorrow at 4.40 p.m. Our pregame coverage begins at 3.40, so same times as today. Right-hander Seth Lugo on the mound for the Padres. Right-hander Pablo Lopez, the former Marlin who was a part of that Luisa Rise trade, on the mound for the Minnesota Twins. Again, first pitch tomorrow in game two of this series in Minnesota at 4.40 p.m. Taking a look at the final totals here tonight in this one. For the Padres, six runs, nine hits, no errors. They left on eight. And for Minnesota, one run, six hits, three errors. They left on ten. Winning pitcher was Michael Waka, who improves to three and one. Losing pitcher was Griffin Jacks, who drops to one and four. Time of game at Target Field, two hours and 41 minutes. And the crowd in Minneapolis, 16,882. That'll do it for our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 4.40 p.m. here in San Diego. Our pregame coverage begins at 3.40. Until then, for our great studio coordinator, Frank Mark Casey, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres 6 and the Minnesota Twins 1. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.